you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. I'll tell you what this game is about. It's about us, man. If we stay together, if we fight, if we believe... Carpet of the 2014 NFL Fantasy Live Awards, the biggest night in fantasy football, and we'll be talking to a lot of the stars of the show and making his way right here. Some would say the rookie of the year on the fantasy show, that person, but not me. Jimmy Coe, the host of NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, what was what was your favorite segment? Because for me, I would say it was Danger Zone. It was an inspired segment. Two guys out there having the fun. Uh, what do you think was the best Danger Zone pick of the year? I would have you to You know, say- I say Jonas Gray, and it was an inspired. He scored four touchdowns uh, a day. We did. Would you stop? Uh, listen, oh. listen, you get to talk all the time. Let me, let me just say this. 
Great first year. How, how would you sum it up? One word. Um, that would be... Um, that's how he would sum it up. Thank you so much, Jimmy Cole, the Hall of Famer. Michael Fabiano will be joining us here in just a moment. Of course, Michael Fabiano had a death squad, a seemingly unbeatable fantasy team. Don't remind but me. But somehow, it didn't work out. What was, what was the downfall? Peyton Manning's four interceptions. T.Y. Hilton getting hurt. Okay, now, but a, Peyton Manning, I think, now, is there ever going to be a chance that you could forgive Peyton Manning? Never. I'm actually on your bandwagon now. Well, I'm no, off I'm, the Peyton Manning I'm, train. I'm, well, thank you. We'll see you inside. All right. And uh, I'm the Peyton Manning truther. I try to tell people that Peyton Manning is somebody who will not come through. I'm sorry. Hey, look who's here. Hey, it's Akbar. It's Akbar. Oh. Sir, please. Uh, it's Akbar Bajabia Miller. You also might know him from American Ninja Warrior because uh, actually he won't let us forget because each and every day he likes to walk and be like, hey, I'm on NBC as well and let us know that he's on a big fancy uh, network TV show. But Akbar, how would you sum up your year on NFL Fantasy Life? Well, you know, this is a great year for me. I mean, you know, I had a really good draft. I had Calvin Johnson. And AJ Green, and to me, this was one of the best years I've had in a long time. Now, there's a lot of whispers that there could be a change at the general manager position on your team. Do you wish to address those right now? Well, you know what? Right now, you know, we're going to take it one day at a time. Uh, you know, the most important thing right now is week 17. Okay. And for those who are playing in week 17, it's week 17. Okay. Don't be playing in week 17. Akbar, <laughs> we'll see you in there. Right. Great you. year, as always. It's a trap. Everybody's favorite segment, probably the top segment. And here comes noted. NFL historian Elliot Harrison and I'm glad he's here because it's obvious we're going to have something to talk about. I don't know if you folks are you familiar with the movie Christmas Story? I am. Okay, I am. do you notice that the dad rips the, he rips the Chicago Bears, but the movie is set in 1941 when the Bears are in the second of their uh, championship seasons. They're that's in right. the second of four. Do you think that's wrong? Do you think that we should have a fact checker and does it ruin the Christmas Story experience for you? Uh, it does, it does, but I, you know, I would say they should have gone 1940, but I want to tell you, the CGI yes. and everything about that helps no right. one. I'm a huge fan. Well, I'm thank you fan. very much. No, I'm appreciate honored to be, it. Babu's like, waiting here. for you. Uh, Lana's, no. Lana's got a table hey, for you. Up. Yes, please. Yeah. Save, a, uh, save one for me. And now we can come over. The celebrities are here for this. This is, this is how big it is. This is a huge, huge deal. We thank you for stopping by today. Now, I was interested because you think that you can lead the Jets many years in the future, that you feel you could be the leader and the quarterback that the Jets are, are looking for. How do you feel about that? Really, man? What's really? Up? What's that? Oh, right? I can't do one last Geno Smith chunk before it's... You guys wear ugly sweaters the other day. Okay. We've got a great award show for you today. We're dishing out tons of hardware. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Cal Berkeley's finest, the host of NFL Fantasy Live, James Coe. Hello, everybody. I'm James Coe, and welcome to the fifth annual NFL Fantasy Live Awards. It was another great year in fantasy. It was also my first as one of the show's hosts. I was able to see firsthand such tours de force, or some may have called them train wrecks, such as Waiver Wire Lane... Fantasy Starters Club, 
Oh, and of course, the incomparable, the one and only, fantasy bartender. All skits looking back, I would not have touched with a 10-foot pole. So we're at the point now where the guys are just mailing it in, just playing caricatures of themselves, man. You saw them earlier, and you'll see it throughout the show. Adam Rank here wearing his ugly socks and telling his same tired jokes. Weird. Michael Fabiano here wearing his fashionable shoes. Strange. And Elliot Harrison here dressed as a dated 80s reference. I know, you can't believe it. Unfortunately, Molly Karam is not here, and that sound you hear is the bulk of our male audience changing the channel right about now. But really, though, a great award show is in front of us here today. Among others, we're awarding our Fantasy Rookie of the Year, our Fantasy Bust of the Year, and my personal favorite, our That Helps No One Player of the Year. Plus, we'll be discussing who we think should be this year's Fantasy MVP. So a wonderful show, as wonderful as my hair, well... Probably not. But I do promise you it won't be as bad as RG3 trying to slide or as bad as Peyton Manning in cold weather during the playoffs. So without further ado, here to present the award for best single game fantasy performance, Michael Fabiano and Akbar Baja Biamila. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm good. You're here. You're I know. You're finally here, huh? You look nice. You, you dress up well. I need a ladder, though, to sit <laughs> next to you. You know, fantasy football is a team sport, but every once in a while, one player can pick up the rest of his teammates with a remarkable performance. That's right. And these players might not win MVP for the season, but they won it for these weeks. Here are the nominees for best single game fantasy game performance for 2014. Ben Roethlisberger, Week 8. 44.78 fantasy points. Throws for the end zone. And that's a Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Hunt for another touchdown. Great throw by Ben. Touchdown! Wow. Six touchdown passes against the Colts. Jonas Gray, week 11. 44.1 fantasy points. And the Gray runs it up the middle. Jonas Gray has a touchdown for the Panthers. He runs it to the end zone for the fourth time. Took your lunch money, took your flight, and now we're going to take your gold chains. Le'Veon Bell, week 14, 41.5 fantasy points. Here comes Le'Veon Bell, pilot, touchdown! He's in for the touchdown. Here's a handoff to Bell. Uh-oh. Look out, Uh-oh. he's off to the races. Stick and fork in them, they are done. All right, and those are the finalists for single game performance of the year. Ben Roethlisberger had that huge game against the Colts. Jonas Gray not started in many leagues, but four touchdowns against the Colts again. And then Le'Veon Bell, who to me is the fantasy MVP, with a huge game against Cincinnati. All three of those guys put up big numbers. I mean, you can expect that when you look at that type of performance, those guys, they helped a lot of people they did. Uh, win fantasy games. No question. Well, well, let's get to it, right? Let's do it, man. I mean, I'm I mean, excited. And uh, the winner for Ben Best single game performance, as voted by you, uh, the fans of NFL.com. Drop it. Ben Ben Roethlisberger. Very nice. Big Ben putting up a big stat line against the Colts. And you know why I remember this one? Why is that? Yeah, he was listed as a citizen in my (laughs) column that week because it was a tough matchup against the Colts. They had been very difficult to score on if you were a quarterback, but not this week. Big Ben puts up a huge game, 522 yards, the six touchdowns, over 44 fantasy points, and uh, they wore the prison jerseys, too. Oh, it was an all-out jailbreak for the uh, for Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger in the fantasy points, but that helps when you have a top-five wide receiver, you have a top-five running back. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, they really help to uh, propel 
propel him to the big big game that he had. And that was the first of his two back-to-back six touchdown games. Can you imagine? Unreal. Yeah, that was Unbelievable. Good. Well, congrats to Big Ben once again, and best of luck next year. Here to present the award for spot start of the year are NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant and Mr. Power Rankings Elliot Harrison. You know, I, I feel like Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney should be singing our intro music right yeah. now. Yeah. You know? I agree. Wings was cool. Absolutely. Live and let die. Every year there's some unexpected fantasy performances that come from a very unexpected player. You just plugged into your lineup with a hope and a dream. It's hard to predict when that performance is going to happen, but if you had one of these players, chances are you won your matchup that week. Here are the nominees for spot start of the year. Matt Asiata, week four, 28 fantasy points. Davis Bryant, week 10, 20.3 fantasy points. You see there the nominees for the spot start of the year. Of course, Matt Asiata doing it with a whole slew of teams on a bye. You know, the interesting part about that Flacco numbers, he did that in about in less than 20 minutes of game that's, action. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I think I saw a little OPI on Martavis I, I saw that too. Does that, yeah. does that count against his nomination? I think so. Uh, it's so pretty obvious. All right. Well, here we go. All right. Well, it's time to announce the winner for the spot start of the year. I feel like I'm going for the game in Clue. Remember when you opened the envelope? Like <laughs> Professor Plum. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Spot start of the year, Matt Asiata. There it is. Matt Asiata, that huge game against six teams on a bye. I mean, everybody was shorthanded yep. for running That's backs okay, that though. day. That's okay. I mean, six teams on a bye, but you still have 26 teams playing, right? And this guy, he showed up, and uh, listen, they beat the Falcons, and he was a big reason why. Absolutely. And he's a guy, he doesn't do running back stuff like get you yards or <laughs> catch passes. But he scores a lot of touchdowns. He scores them in bunches, and he scored them in bunches against a Falcon run defense that turned out to be pretty awful. He's Jim Saucer with a little more wiggle. Wow. There you go. That's the scouting report. Absolutely. Congratulations, Matt Asiata. Spot start of the year winner. You are a true fantasy hero. Still to come, we hand out the award for best draft value. Which late round star will take home the hardware? That's straight ahead on the 2014 NFL Fantasy Live Awards presented by Bose. Please welcome back to the stage James Coe and Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Who doesn't love a great deal, right? I love a great deal. It's like when Fabs and I went shopping together and bought the exact same jacket, cashing in our buy one, get one free at the <laughs> local Something shop. like that. All right, listen, especially in fantasy when a, a fantasy draft bargain falls into your lap during those fantasy drafts in August. For whatever reason, the following players slipped in drafts and owners who took a chance on them while well, they were... Handsomely rewarded. Here are the nominees for best fantasy draft bargain. Mark Ingram. To the goal line. He's in. Mark Ingram with the touchdown. Stiff arms attack for 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram with a huge day in the end zone. 
Jeremy Macklin. And in for a touchdown goes Jeremy Macklin. Macklin at the 25. Cuts back at the 20. And running in for the touchdown is Jeremy Macklin. He's firing for the end zone. Good! Touchdown! Jeremy Macklin! Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders is there at the goal line. Touchdown, Denver. Beautiful diving reception by Sanders. Sanders at the goal line. Touchdown, Denver. Emmanuel Sanders, his third touchdown catch of the evening. Every single one of these guys, a great bargain. Mark Ingram. I mean, you look at 14th among running backs in a, in a season where running backs was pretty much devalued. A great value there. Jeremy Macklin, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Emmanuel Sanders, though, truly, really came out of nowhere uh, and scored a boatload of points. But the winner, Fabs, who is it? There can you only be one. I have that right here, my friends. The winner is... Emmanuel Sanders. All right, good stuff. Emmanuel Sanders is uh, proof that when a wide receiver goes to Denver and Peyton Manning's throwing him the football, oh, good things happen. That his value <laughs> can really rise. Let's just say that Emmanuel Sanders was one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football as well. Sure. Had a boatload of 100 yard games. And earlier in the year, he wasn't scoring a lot of touchdowns, but he made up for that. Mid-season to now, he was fantastic. And plus, you thought when Wes Welker came back, his value would drop, but it really didn't. Emmanuel Sanders has, as you mentioned, been a consistent producer uh, there for Denver. All right, Fabs, let's flip it forward now and talk about some of your top sleeper picks for 2015. Mm -hmm. I know there's a quarterback you got your eye on. No question about it. When you are looking at sleepers, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the the reason why these guys are going to come up because they played well late the previous season, and, and Teddy Bridgewater has looked really good lately. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about this kid who's had 15-plus fantasy points in each of his last four or five games. And, by the way, good sleeper this week against the Chicago Bears. Yes. He is someone that's going to be drafted late next year as a QB2 who could end up being a pretty nice matchup-based starter. And uh, he'll have another year under North Turner's tutelage, and that's always a good thing. Always good quarterback. Thing. Yes, absolutely. How about Carlos Hyde, though? I'm expecting Frank Gore to no longer play for the Niners next year, mm-hmm. which means... Carlos Hyde comes in and becomes the featured back. And even if they do bring back Gore, maybe it's in a backup role. But Carlos Hyde, when he did play, showed some flashes of potential as a rookie. And again, the Niners, well, they're going to want to run the football. They threw it this year. and Well, they didn't do so well. So Carlos Hyde is going to have (laughs) big-time sleeper potential in 2015. And the seven Colin Kaepernick fans are mad at you right now. All right, let's take a look at your uh, Michael Fabiano's top ten sleepers for 2015. You mentioned there, uh, right at the top there, Teddy Bridgewater, Carlos Hyde, that's fine. Latavius Murray, so intrigued by this unknown product, Latavius Murray, because he's big and he's fast. But you look at the rest of the uh, the list there, Jarek McKinnon, uh, a great candidate as well, before he hit the IR, was getting a, a bulk of the carries. Didn't get touchdowns, though. Watch out for Dante Moncrief next year. Remember, Reggie Wayne, great another call. year older. Hakeem Nix is a free agent. He could be a stud catching passes from Andrew Luck. So there you go, Michael Fabiano's top ten sleepers for 2015. Many have called 2014 the year of the rookie receiver, so it's no surprise that several receivers are up for our Fantasy Rookie of the Year award. Find out which rookie's life will change forever when we hand out our next award after this. He's off to the races at the 35. Yeah, Jeremy Hill, that's big time right there. Touchdown, Sammy Watkins. Unbelievable. Pop the cork on the champagne. That's what he looked like shooting through that hole. Catches him at the 40. He's to the 20. High steps in. Touchdown, Giants. It's caught. Oh, 
franchise record with his 11th touchdown grab of the season. All right, let's talk about your fantasy rookie of the year nominees. Odell Beckham Jr., who's come on strong as of late. Kelvin Benjamin, a sensational rookie out of Florida State. And how about Mike Evans, who's been doing it big all year long. All right, and your NFL Fantasy Live rookie of the year winner is, let's take a look here, Mr. Mike Evans, and here to accept his award is the man himself, Mike Evans, the rookie for Tampa Bay, part of the Dunkineers. Mike, how do you feel about winning this award? You beat out some great rookies like Odell Beckham Jr. and Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, it's great to be receiving this award, you know, uh, being up in the same class as those guys, Odell and Kelvin. Uh, I'm fortunate, and uh, thank you all for letting me win. Well, the big thing I think for us here at NFL.com was the fact that you had been doing it all year long. You know, we're talking about nearly 1,000 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, tied for fourth most in the NFL. You're a rookie, man. How do you build on this for your sophomore campaign? I just look to get better. You know, I left a lot of plays out on the field this year. Uh, Could have played much better, but uh, I'm going to come back stronger, um, lose a little bit of weight, come back in better shape, and uh, have a better year. You said you can – do some stuff better. What does that mean? What, what's some self-critiques that, uh, that you have for yourself? Uh, just be in better shape and, uh, you know, uh, stay on top of the books and, uh, and the plays and uh, being able to play faster. Hey, you described Vincent Jackson, your teammate, another tall receiver, as a big brother. You said he set a good example for you on the field and off the field. Can you give me an example of what, is, what does that mean? Uh, on the field, like uh, the practice field, you know, I just watch him run routes. And uh, him being such a big guy, he runs great routes. Um, you know, he never complains. Uh, he always comes to work uh, just ready to go. And uh, I learned from that. And then uh, off the field, he's just, you know, a great guy off the field. You know, uh, he does, he's real big uh, with charity and uh, giving back to people with military backgrounds because he comes from a military background. And, uh, you know, he's just a great guy. All right, there you go. Hey, you were college teammates with Johnny Manziel. What do you think of all the attention that he's received? Do you think it's fair, not fair? Uh, All the positive and the negative. What do you think about all the attention he's gotten? Uh, He's been getting that uh, since he stepped uh, on the field uh, in 2012. You know, um, he gets a lot of bad criticism, but uh, I think he'll prove some people wrong uh, next year. Do you think it's fair, the criticism that he's received? I mean, they put a lot on his plate already, you know, uh, one of the most exciting college football players ever. And, uh, you know, people, you know, uh, talk bad about him, some talk good. Uh, I don't think it's fair. All right, so you're a touchdown machine yourself, man. You got 11 of them already. But here's the thing, man. I noticed you're not big on celebrations like some of your other uh, rookie classmates. I look at Jeremy Hill. I look at Odell Beckham Jr. They got the shmoney and, and, the, and the whip. But you don't got one yeah. of those. What's the deal there? Uh, I'm, I'm too big to do that. I'm, uh, <laughs> smaller guys can do it. I, I think if you're over 6'3", you, don't, you ain't supposed to dance or anything like that. But uh, I like the, uh, the dances those guys have been doing. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I do notice, though, that your touchdown celebration is a little bit of an homage to another very tall receiver in Randy Moss. Talk about why you kind of pay your respects there. Uh, he's my favorite receiver. You know, he played with a lot of swag. You know, he, don't, he didn't dance. You know, he did something simple. And uh, I, just, I did that in college, and I, I do it uh, most of the time uh, in the league. 
Hey, listen, you need seven touchdowns on Sunday to break your hero, Randy Moss's rookie touchdown record. You got this, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. Mike Evans, the incomparable. We're going to start glossing you the big machine. All right, Mike Evans there, part of the Dunkineers. Tampa Bay, the outstanding rookie. Mike Evans joining us. All right, for more now, let's throw it over to Marcus and the guys. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Marcus Grant here with Elliot Akbar and Fabs. And guys, we saw some incredible rookie performances this past year. And maybe looking ahead to some guys who win some hardware next year. Who knows? But we'll put some of the youngsters head to head. We're going to debate who will be the better pick in 2015. So we will get started with a couple of receivers. Mike Evans or Kelvin Benjamin, Fabs? Woo, this is a close one because you know that at least one of these rookie wide receivers are going to have that sophomore slump, and Benjamin and Evans might be the two favorites here. I'm going to go with Mike Evans uh, because I think that he is a guy who is seeing more red zone targets. The touchdowns are golden fantasy football, and he also has Vincent Jackson on the other side of the ball, so that means defenses can't put all of their defensive attention on him. Well, I'm going to go Kelvin Benjamin here. I, I think that he's most likely in the Panthers, most likely to pick up uh, another running back, probably in free agency perhaps, or even, you know, through the draft. And then you look at probably getting another wide receiver in there in the same type of way that enhances a guy like Kelvin Benjamin and his ability to go out there and continue to produce. I think Kelvin Benjamin in his sophomore year is going to be outstanding. And, you know, to me, Cam Newton is going to grow as a quarterback as well. I just have one word for you. What's one that? name. Excuse me, two words. Okay. Ready? Yep. Mike Williams. Which one? But who is, it going to be? <laughs> who is it going to be? Mike Williams. That's all I'm going to say. Kelvin Benjamin's a guy that I would rather have. Yeah. I don't trust Mike Evans or the Tampa Bay offense. And Kelvin Benjamin, man, even when he's covered, he's open. You can just throw it up to him. You know, the one game that did it for me for Kelvin Benjamin was that game against the Seattle Seahawks and how he got so physical as a big guy against yeah, those right. guys. That, to Absolutely. me, that, that was it. No, no doubt. So we will move on now to the next one. I'll start with you. Odell Beckham or a guy I know you liked all year long, Jeremy Hill. I love both of these guys, and it's very hard for me to even make a choice here, but I'm going to have to go with Jeremy Hill. I'm going to go with the run game here because that run game is just crucial. The way Jeremy Hill just came onto the scene is outstanding. I don't think you can go bad with Odell Beckham Jr., but when you look at the physical play and Hugh Jackson and how he's going to utilize Jeremy Hill, big time, prime time. There you go. You know, I'm going to agree with Akbar, but I think it's very feasible that these two guys could literally go back-to-back in a draft. Like literally 15 and 16 or 17 and 18 or wherever. I like Jeremy Hill a little bit better. I think Gio Bernard at this point is a glorified Darren Sproles. Uh, but Victor Cruz is coming back with that, to the Giants. That, so, that may uh, impact yeah, the target. I want there. the running back, though. I'm always going to want the running back. Well, typically I do, too. But he is potentially going to be in a committee next year. We'll see what happens. He was so good this year, though. I think you have to put him into that uh, closer to a featured role in Cincinnati than Gio. But Odell Beckham Jr. was just gangbusters this year. He was so good, in fact, that he's been the best well, wide receiver in fantasy football over the last five or six years. And there's weeks. a chance that the way the hype is, he's not going to be around by the time you exactly. get to draft Jeremy. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be picked so, before him. Yeah. yeah, but the reason I think that they'll go right back to back is because people panic about running backs when they get in the second round. There's not like, a lot of oh my God, you had a lot Absolutely. of bust this year. Too. All right, last one. Here we go. We will go with you, starting with you, Elliot. Sammy Watkins. With Trey Mason. Well, this is tough because of Buffalo Bills quarterback situation. A lot of people still don't agree with him getting Kyle Orton. I mean, what did it really deliver for them? Another playoffless campaign. Meanwhile, you stunted the growth of EJ Manuel. Therefore, I would go Trey Mason. Uh, I like Trey Mason, what he did this year. 
We saw what happened with Zach Stacy. Trey Mason's a little bit different football player than Zach Stacy. Once again, I know I'm falling on this call. Low-hanging fruit. He's a running back. I want my running back. I want my running back, too. And I don't know what that quarterback situation, like he kind of alluded to, what's that situation going to be in Buffalo with Sammy Watkins. So he could go through that up and down curve, as we've seen before, with uh, that transition. Trey Mason, he's the guy getting the rock. He's the guy that's shown to be the best running back there. In the I think Louis. Mason is probably going to go in drafts before Watkins because of that need for running backs mm-hmm. uh, in the first four or five rounds. But I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy Watkins has a better season. Uh, he, to me, is one of the most athletic rookie wide receivers in the last 10 years. I mean, he's been that good. The problem is they don't have anyone else on the other side of the field. That's Defense the is focused that's on the them. Issue. And we have a quarterback so situation is, in Buffalo. Because we're talking about question. Sammy Watkins, this is where I make my obligatory Robert Woods reference. And, yeah. That's it. Comparisons presented by SAP. Coming up. On NFL Fantasy Live, the waiver wire is where fantasy heroes are born. Find out which player stole the show this season and deserves the title of waiver wire pickup of the year. And the curse of touchdown vultures continued in 2014. Ah! But one player helped fans the least. See which guy grabs the award for that helps no one. Player of the year. Stick around. That was a pro. Welcome back to the 2014 NFL Fantasy Live Awards. Fresh from hair and makeup, here once again is James Coe. Welcome back. If you watch us here on NFL Fantasy Live with any regularity, you've come to expect the absurd. Whether it's Adam Rank wearing women's footwear or Admiral Akbar drinking raw eggs, I believe this show is truly one of the best sports shows on television because we don't take ourselves too seriously and we love to have fun, both on and off camera. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to answer your NFL genius. You're like all those teens who hook up on horror movies. You're dead to me, dude. Dear Mr. Jim Harbaugh, why do you hate me? Look, the NFL game is not something you just come in here and say, oh, I'm Johnny Manziel, I want the Heisman, I'm going to come up there and just start balling on guys. No, that doesn't happen. Well, I keep putting them in my lineup, and it could join back with zero points. Look, have you tried maybe restarting? Well, thanks, Dr. Hawking. I hadn't thought of any of those obvious answers. Issue number two, why can't Akbar grow a mustache? He is leaving me hanging here in November. Look at that. That's a bold prediction. Last week. We're going crazy with our bold predictions. Next. Good look. I don't even believe you. Really? I think you're a fraud. Like, really? Look at this, man. Like, you wanted to talk. Oh, oh my God! These don't fit oh, at all. Boy. Well, you gotta take How your toe socks off. You're not even from Kansas. The toes. This is so what easy. Is you can't do this. Is tough. No, let me show this is you. So, I can dance. Excuse like, me, Adam. 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 I'm ice skating. He's this out of control. What's up? I can this ice. This is going to. Akbar, hold me. Oh, Akbar, so special. All right, for our next award here are Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano to present the Fantasy Waiver Wire Pickup of the Year. The key to a fantasy championship is avoiding the pitfalls of the waiver wire and claiming the right player at the right time. 
I didn't realize I was standing next to Matthew McConaughey. There's free agent gold to be had out there, and no players were brighter than these three. And here are the nominees for Waiver Wire Pickup of the Year. Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett, who has gone over 100 yards in the first half alone. That was a classic Justin Forsett touchdown run. Give us to Justin Forsett, and he's in for the touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous. That's worthy of discovery, sir. Ridiculous one-handed circus catches in the end zone. That is a difference maker, folks. C.J. Anderson. Holy cow! At 5'8", that'd be one heck of a power forward in the NBA. Breaks a tackle, driving a block the other way. He's going to score! Anderson off right guard into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. Babs? These waiver wire pickups, uh, well, what do you think? Pretty special and helped a lot of people get to their fantasy playoffs, although Justin Forsett did not play well in said playoffs. He was one of the best waiver wire pickups. We get older. Of 2014. Waiver wire pickups stay the same age. They stay the same age, my man. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know who the winner is? Yeah, I do. I think. All right. Well, you know what? I have this little envelope in my pocket here to announce the winner of the 2014 waiver wire pickup of the year. Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. How about that, huh? Odell Beckham Jr. was just unbelievable. Heck of a job. Heck of a job. Best best waiver wire pickup any of us has ever seen. You think McConaughey plays fantasy football? I don't know. He's driving around in SUVs. Well, you know what? If he didn't, he picked up Odell Beckham Jr. Well, he had a good chance to make it to his fantasy championship. Did you know that in the first 10 games of the year, Odell Beckham Jr. scored more fantasy points than any other wide receiver since 1960? I mean, so basically ever the best waiver wire pickup of 2014. He was smooth as silk. He was true and dominated for big blue fast. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know what, Harrison? Here's something else. Is it Don Johnson or is it McConaughey? Hey, you're the Hall of Famer. <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations. OBJ. Congratulations uh, to Odell Beckham Jr. And we look forward to seeing what you can do during your sophomore season. Here are four men who barely missed being enshrined on the That Helps No One Wall of Fame. It's Adam Rank, James Coe, Marcus Grant, and Akbar Baja Biamila. Thank you, voice of God. Yes, each and every week we take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers, a segment we like to call The House No One. Let's go to the video, and there is the epicenter, Houston, Texas. Although this time it was in Cleveland. But there it is, J.J. Watt with the fade. J.J. Watt is running an actual pass pattern. This isn't a fat guy just running out there. Michael Crabtree can't catch hey, fades. Oh, people too, you know. They are people, too. They're, he went in motion on that one, went out, a designed play for him to go out. He scored. It's all fun and good. 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 Green Bay, Carolina driving. Derek Anderson yeah. looking for... Brenton Burson? I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, no. No, it's Stone. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It looks like a young Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stunning Steve. The touchdown pass from Brian Pillman. But guess what? Brenton makes good crackers. That helps no one. Let's go to London. And there it is. No, it's not DeMarco Murray. He helped everybody this season. But... 
That tricky Wembley Stadium turf gets caught right there in the face mask. The yeah, that's and a, so, that's hey, whoa, well, what's he doing on the sideline? It's okay. It's on the, that's cool. it's on the 40. And then here comes Curtin Jerker McGee. He's running down there. Uh, can you fall, uh, fall down? Fall down. Joey Randall, fall down. Fall down. No, he's got to score the touchdown. DeMarco Murray, the guy we actually started that week, he's on the sideline, and we're crying in our beers because those were your three nominees deserving one and all and the winner of the that helps no one player of the year go where's the card like there's usually something hey look tv's dylan milner trying not to bust it's jj watt everybody why jj watt is not tight end eligible i will never know and that is one thing that i vow next season we will try to rectify so, J.J. Watt, congratulations. You deserve to be the MVP of the NFL. But when it comes to fantasy football and stealing touchdowns, strike up the band because that helps no one. Molly would miss you. <laughs> this season had highs but several lows. As the circle of life continues to spin, we continue awarding our Bust of the Year award. That plus a preview of our fantasy MVP is next on the 2014 NFL Fantasy Live Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage two fantasy peas in a pod, Marcus Grant and Michael Fabiano. Would you be the peas and I'm the carrots? Is that what you're Yeah, Jenny. Just like <laughs> peas and carrots. In spite of a perfect storm of talent, opportunity, and scheme, some players still find a way to bring great shame to their fantasy owners. Where's Dave Damashek? You took a chance on these players, and for unknown reasons, they let you down week after week. After week. So here are the nominees for the 2014 Fantasy Bust of the Year. Cordero Patterson. Cordero tried to make a one-handed, left-handed catch. Now throw on first down. Ponder's throw is incomplete. Moving ahead up the middle. In and out of the hands. It'll be an end around to Cordero Patterson right to left, and it fooled absolutely nobody. Zach Stacy. They give us to Zach up the middle. Tough sledding. Not much there. Puts his head down. They give it to Zach Stacy. Oh, up no. the middle. He lost the football. It's on the ground. Stacy fumbles. The offense has to get the ball moving here, and I think they got to start doing it on the ground. Doug Martin. One back set, get the ball to Doug Martin. Martin is going to be bottled up out of the eye formation. Hand off to Martin, running to his right, and he'll get a yard, and that's it. McCown going to give, and in the backfield before the guy could get moving, brought down for a loss. Well, there you go, Marcus, and if you drafted any of these guys, you probably didn't make it to your fantasy championship. I know that I drafted every one of these guys in different leagues because I'm in 11. Uh, Not anymore, though, because the season is all but over. Uh, Cordero Patterson, Zach Stacy, and Doug Martin certainly disappointed everyone who took them. So the winner, and we're using that term advisedly, for the yeah. 2014 Fantasy Bust of the Year is voted on by you, the fans, at NFL.com. It goes to, yeah, not a surprise here, yeah. Cordero Patterson. Definitely not a surprise. And after he had that big game in week one. Big game, big play. He had one big, big run. But after that, everyone's, oh, man, we were all right about Cordero. He's going to have a I great season. I tweeted to the heavens about it. Jeez. Did you know that he went on to score 60 fantasy points all year? 6-0. Like Ben Roethlisberger had almost that many in one game. He had he was 76th among wide receivers in fantasy Ooh. points. 76, 75. I didn't know there were 75 wide receivers in the league. Jeez. <laughs> but Cordero Patterson clearly, and I was right on his bandwagon in uh, 
The wheels we, fell off. We were all on that. Maybe it's because it was too heavy until the wheels fell off the bandwagon. It could. Maybe it the just, hype just got too heavy for him. It went south. So yeah. Cordero Patterson for sinking tons of fantasy seasons early on. Congratulations. For more now on some potential busts to watch out for in 2015, we'll throw it over to James and the guys. Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano there, James Coe here with Akbar and Rank. Or Akbar and Rank, right? Yeah, we'll get it. All right, yeah, we'll we get, get confused. <laughs> Let's talk about some uh, big-name guys that could be potential busts in 2015. And uh, Akbar, we'll start with you. Well, I'm going to go with Father Time here because Father Time is undefeated when you think side. about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, you know, is a guy that I think is going to be a potential best bust for 2015. You know, these last five weeks, they haven't been the best for Peyton Manning. Uh, We've no. really seen the decline, and I think it has a lot to do with age. And, you know, it's hard to believe because he has been great, especially early in the season last year. Who yeah. could forget? We just thought that that was going to carry over. I think it stops in 2014, five weeks ago. Uh, this is it. If you take Peyton Manning, that's a huge risk. Now, do you believe me? I believe you now. Right. Adam Rank, how about DeMarco Murray? Yeah, he was somebody that I would be a little bit concerned about next season because he played in a contract year and performed admirably. The biggest concern about him was playing a full 16-game schedule because he hadn't done it before in his career. But suddenly, when he's trying to get the big bucks, wants to get, oh, of course he's going to play. He's got a broken hand. Of course he's going to be out on the field. He's DeMarco Murray. All of a sudden, he's Superman. So he did go out there. He performed very well. Somebody's going to give him a hefty paycheck. And somebody's going to draft him in your first round next year, and that guy will probably be disappointed. Okay, Adam Ray, uh, the guy I'm going to pick is Brandon Marshall. How dare you? You know what? The guy is, uh, again, you mentioned Father Time Akbar. You know, he's getting up there in age. We don't know the status of Jay Cutler, what his situation will be like. And, you know, Alshon Jeffries really just emerged for Chicago as basically they're kind of sort of their go-to guy. Yep. And uh, Douglas is there, too, and Martellus Bennett has played really well. Matt Forte, he'll be coming up too. You know, there's a lot of options in that in that uh, offense. You know, and I think uh, you got to also wonder about his motivation as well. Uh, you know, clearly a lot of what he's doing right now. He's getting all that Showtime money. That's exactly right. So, you know what? That's what you know what it's like yeah. being on two different networks. <laughs> all right, coming up, a lot of players put up big-time points in 2014, but there can be only one fantasy MVP. Find out who our experts say is the most deserving of fantasy's holiest award next. All right, let's take a look at your nominees for the SAP Fantasy Player of the Year. Fans, make sure you log on and vote at NFL.com slash FPLY. The winner's going to be announced at the NFL Honors the day before the Super Bowl. Your nominees, Andrew Luck, Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray, Antonio Brown, ODB on the list. Rob Gronkowski, clearly your best tight end this year. And the ghost is making a kicker on the list as well. I love it. And the Philadelphia Eagles, your highest scoring defense in fantasy this year. All right, welcome back to the 2014 Fantasy Live Awards. James Coe here with all the guys. Gentlemen, you saw the list. Let's talk about who should be uh, this year's fantasy MVP. Fabs, we're going to start with you, my friend. See, I was torn because I love DeMarco Murray. He's a cowboy, and he was the one of the best running backs in fantasy. But I've got to go with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was the man down the stretch. This is a guy who had three straight games with 200-plus scrimmage yards. Uh, and during the fantasy playoffs, he was phenomenal. Whether it was the matchup was poor or not, it didn't matter. He put up huge numbers. And in fact, I have Le'Veon Bell now listed as the number one pick in 2015. Well, he has to be. With over 2,000 scrimmage yards, I mean, what he did in the passing game, too, was phenomenal as well. And that was the thing that was very impressive. And a lot of people are afraid to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. 
he reminds me a lot of LaDainian Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. and the way he's played and the way he's, I mean, just helps his team. I think he should be the number one overall pick over all of the other big-name guys out there. Uh, by the way, I saw LaDainian in the hallway. I said, hey, I, I, you know, Ock and I are comparing Le'Veon Bell to you. And he said, hey. As soon as he can throw a touchdown pass, <laughs> that's, right. Oh, that's, right. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, so uh, listen, Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely another guy who is an MVP candidate, especially because people picked him up off the waiver wire, Elliot. Exactly, and this is why he would be my nominee. I mean, how many people are out there in fantasy? You're hanging out at two and three or one and four. You're thinking this isn't the year for me right. because you're weak at wide receiver or every week. You're trying to figure out who to flex. And you picked up Odell Beckham Jr. Stunt. You probably went all the way through, man. I'd love to see the data on how many teams won their leagues because they picked up this guy. And to me, that's what a most valuable player is. Who made the difference? You had to invest a heavy draft pick in Le'Veon Bell, not in this guy. Yep. Yeah, you know what? I'm, a, I'm not afraid to say this. He's the greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Akbar. I thought this was ridiculous hyperbole. <laughs> totally mistaken. It's a fantasy award show. That's okay? <laughs> you're supposed to use hyperbole. Oh, my mistake. But, yes, he did. He was a difference maker, as Elliot said. He was great. Uh, DeMarco he was Murray. great. The end. Yeah. He's like, we're done. Andrew Luck obviously on there. But DeMarco Murray, also another guy uh, at the running back position who was basically a stud from the, from the word go. And that is the reason I think he's the fantasy player of the year. Because, great call. Sure. Uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, he was nice. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of the year, he was splitting time with Garrett Blunt. We had to wait till week five for Odell Beckham to even get on the field. That's and it wasn't point. until about week eight until he started putting up those video game numbers. Meanwhile, Every week to start the season, you could just lock in DeMarco Murray for 100 yards. He was just gonzo from the start of the year. And then in week 16, you're playing your championships, and everybody's worried, oh, what about DeMarco Murray's hand? He went out and got you 58 and a touchdown while Andrew Luck was putting up .3 fantasy points. So from yep. start to finish, DeMarco Murray was there. Unless he traded him after week one. Well, then there's no. Oh. Marcus, I disagree. Uh, you know, I will say this, though. Andrew Luck, uh, I had Andrew Luck penciled in there as fantasy MVP early on, but then you can't go out like the way you did and win the fantasy MVP award. That's like losing no, the trophy. That's right. No, up. the postseason shouldn't matter oh, in the po- fantasy. Just like, the regular, <laughs> just, like, just like when they're voting for regular MVP. Hashtag Peyton. Alright, to see who wins the award for 2014 pay, uh, fantasy MVP, be sure to watch the NFL Honors on January 31st, the day before the Super Bowl, 9pm on NBC. Thank you everyone for watching this season. We'll see you all in 2015. Molly Karam, uh, Matt Money-Smith, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.